young. <laughs> James didn't know it was a movie. It's it's not a movie. It's it's there's Dude, a, movie a movie with the same name. Oh, it's inspired by the video of them going to a club in a no, silver tank top. No, there's a movie top. called Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier and that's his name. Uh, it won. Oh no, it didn't. Win. The movie didn't win anything. What? <laughs> what? Do they have to like license? Like they can't think of the term "drive me crazy" without licensing it from the Britney Spears song? Nope. Well, it was originally <laughs> supposed to be called How I Made My Perfect Prom Date or something like that. Is and it connected at it. all to the Britney Spears song? Yeah, they made it for... Yeah, the they're in the video. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, okay. Now video. I'm getting this. Now I'm understanding. I don't even remember. Way what... to catch up, James. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is, who gives a shit? No one. Josh... No one gives a shit about what happens and drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, I was just telling... I actually really, really like that video, James, so you shut your mouth. Yeah. No, the movie. <laughs> Um, we were just talking about our guest, who you may remember from previous episodes, did not know that Britney Spears burned down her gym recently. I did not know <laughs> that. I stopped with Britney sometime around the shaved head Kevin Federline era. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It's like yeah, oh, you it missed was. a lot, dude. You missed a lot. Yeah, you anyway. missed the Britney-sance when she came out with that uh, Give Me More song. That song Give was me a more. fucking James banger. loves that song. I love all yeah. of <laughs> Brittany is like just a classic, timeless icon. I love her. Are you going to introduce who the guest is? Oh, we yes, yes, yes. D, D, D. Hello. No, introduce the guest already talked, so introduce him. So people don't know. <laughs> Have we suddenly voice. forgot the format of the show? Like, let me do the intro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, hello. My name is Dee Mortimer, and welcome to a new episode of Girly Megs, the podcast where we deep dive into the hilarious, traumatic, confusing ocean of teenage nostalgia, angst, and awkward hair growth by looking at all of your favorite teen magazines from the 90s and early aughts this week we are covering the september 1999 issue of twist magazine from the comfort of our socially distanced homes my name is Dee mortimer and this week we are joined by one of our favorite ghosts of girly mags past josh lindley from Whee! bartender atlas uh, he is back and has joined us very last minute, which we really appreciate. Hello, Josh. Look Hello. who comes crawling back <laughs> in an emergency when we desperately need him. Hey, listen, uh, I am more than happy to be a pinch hitter and sort of hang out in dank corners until I'm absolutely needed. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for thinking to call me and call me up from the minors. Yeah. Uh, uh, still running Bartender Atlas, the bartender website, where even though we can't really send anyone to go see any bartenders currently, but we still exist. Um, social media stuff is happening. I'm recording podcasts. We are taking photos of drinks. We still do stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's been weird. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I'm drinking more or less being at home all the time. I'm definitely drinking, I'm drinking more. more often, but less in volume at once. Yeah. Like I just hit like four beers and I just get like, what's the point of this? What's the point of anything? <laughs> I was saying Josh should have a virtual bar where he's like, you know, wear like a little your bartender outfit. I have my apron and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I have to say that's the one aspect of like having you a, as a guest that I miss is us being in a room together, so you can get us all annihilated. <laughs> True. We're, we're drinking tequila sunrises over here in your honor. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm drinking I support rose this. from the wine rack because it's the only thing open today. Josh, <laughs> would you say on the spot that bartenders are the new rock stars? <laughs> no, hundred percent no. Bartenders don't even have TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> do rock stars have TikToks? Yeah, lots um, of moms do too. Like I would yeah, put yeah. it past Steven Tyler for being on TikTok, you know? <laughs> Just desperately clinging to any relevancy, refusing to let anything go. Rocking out with his rock scars. 
Imagine it's 2020 and you're just sitting at home minding your own business, being Stephen Tyler, and all of a sudden James <laughs> from Gilly Mags just drops. <laughs> Start spitting some mad fire at Steven Tyler. You know what? I should really stop punching down, you know, multi-millionaire, Grammy, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I really should stop. He, he has so little in his life, I should stop bashing him. <laughs> I've been to, like, I've been to literally, like, four Aerosmith concerts, and they're always fun. Like, I highly recommend it. They are really fun concerts to go to. I was, I uh, signed up for a talent show once and tried to sing what did I say? It was something off of permanent vacation. Crazy. I don't remember, but at the, angel. I just, maybe it was crazy, and they were like, "No, it was crying," and they were like, "No." They're the same song. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Crazy, amazing, crying. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I, I went to sign up for the talent show, and like everyone's singing like "Boys to Men" and like the Spice Girls, and I go up there with like Aerosmith and that like overly sexualized video, and they were like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> That's amazing. It's my favorite story you've ever told about yourself. <laughs> I guess Josh introduced himself. I'm Andrea Johns. Uh, James has been watching a lot of Mad Men, and I kind of catch it out of the corner of my eye. He's re-watching it. And there's a scene where there's a blowjob scene, and somehow it wormed its way into my dreams. And I had a dream I was giving a blowjob, and when I looked up, it was Jim Carrey in the mask. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the mask, in the mask? Yeah, not to be confused with mask with Eric Stoltz. But he he had the big green face? Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't been doing much all in quarantine. Just drinking and girly mags, beating, fucking yelling at my cats because they irritate me. I'm busy. (laughs) I've been screaming into the void about how we're all alone in the world. So I'm doing great. (laughs) I don't know, Dee. You've been posting, I mean... I, I can't. I, I can't remember whether it was our friend Nancy that started it or not. But your outfits yeah. every day are just smoking. Yeah, I applaud wow. you for getting dressed. Sorry, those outfits yeah. are just. Fumagante. <laughs> you caught it. I'm so happy that you caught that. <laughs> it's really. It, it honestly is really just me keeping. Uh, up to date with learn with knowing how to dress myself so that I can go back to work when all of this is over. <laughs> I'm I only get dressed from the top up. You call that getting dressed from the top up? You're wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> well, not today. Not today. It's a fucking holiday, okay? This bullshit ass holiday. I also literally I want to I want I hope we like evolve into a time where like we just don't wear bras anymore unless they're doubling as a shirt. Like that's what that is the aesthetic that I'm I'm hoping. Dude, we get I'm to way ahead of you. <laughs> Let's all take this moment to uh, remember our ancient reptilian overlord, Queen Victoria, <laughs> on this holiday named in her name. Queen Victoria of the reptilian race who secretly controls the world, along with the Bush family and George Soros. Bill Gates. Who manufactured the coronavirus <laughs> and incubated it through 5G towers in order to give us all autism through the vaccine. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to a time when before all this bullshit. Yeah, my name is James Holler, a.k.a. Marilyn Mansplain. I woke up in terror at the sight of a flesh-colored featureless egg and just realized it was Andrew's elbow. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we're, this magazine is September 1999, issue of Twist, and I'm going to take you back to what was going on in September 99. 
I'm very excited about this. Me too. In music, uh, MTV Music Video Awards, Lauren Hill and Will Smith won. Most Def released Black on Both Sides, which is amazing. Uh, in TV, The West Wing premieres. Is that a hospital show? No, you can no, rewatch it now. No, White House. You oh. can rewatch it now as an epic fantasy about America having a competent president. <laughs> yeah. Which I wrote uh. as present. <laughs> I just marked out my red pen. In movies, oh, in a weird coincidence, I don't know what was in the air, Fight Club and American Beauty both premiere. Mm. Theorizing like that it's so disillusioning to be a white man that let's commit sexual assault and domestic terrorism. Sometimes there's so much beauty in the world, I feel like I can't take it. <laughs> it's so hard in 1999 to be a... Regular upper middle class white it guy. It sucks that that movie's been co opted by like weird right wing pickup artists. It doesn't need to be co opted. It's just fucked up in retrospect. But I loved Fight Club when I was younger. I thought it was fucking amazing. When Fight I was Club 13, was I was like, I love this movie. No, Fight Club is great because you saw it when you were 14 and it's designed for a 14's idea of philosophy and nihilism. <laughs> Society doesn't mean anything. It's a, we're all just cogs in the wheel, man. <laughs> Well, first of all, true. Secondly, <laughs> those that Fight Club and uh, True Romance are the only two movies I can stand to watch Brad Pitt in because anything like he can't act his way. How out dare you? Bed, I love Brad Pitt. Except in True Romance, he has to be an unemployed actor sitting around smoking weed on the couch all day, which must have been a real stretch. Condescend me, man! I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> and also Fight Club where he just needs to be really cocky and really good looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those, those abs. Wow, I like to think of rough. Fight Club as a Brad Pitt torso delivery system. <laughs> yeah, precisely. I I also will watch Thelma and Louise with Brad Pitt in it oh, because yeah. he just ends up tied to a bed and robbed by the movie. I will watch movie. everything with Brad Pitt because he's a fucking treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Brad alone. <laughs> all right, uh, I want to stop all the other things. I want to focus on one thing that happened in uh, September 2009, 99. And I want to spend most of my time talking about the disappearance of a Malaysian-born woman. Uh, she disappeared on September 9th, 1999 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Aliens! Uh, and with more on this, Keith Morrison. <laughs> the investigation would involve bigamy, assumed names, fake doctors, a thousand-year-old aliens, Reptilian queens, ninja swords. I'm fucking off with the Keith Morrison. <laughs> and reports of cannibalism. Uh, the poor woman who on the edge of her seat, disappeared dude. name, I fuck with you not, Girly Meg's crew, is Girly Chu. <gasps> her name oh was Girly Chu. I need to know more about this story. Okay. So, I'll be quirky. She <laughs> was born in 63 in Malaysia. In the 90s, she took a trip to SeaWorld... But Shamu wasn't the only big fish she'd encounter at SeaWorld. <laughs> she met and later married Dazen Hosencroft, a thoracic surgeon with degrees Not a name. from Not a name. the University of Tokyo, Cornell Medical School. He was a geneticist with leukemia who sold tra <gasps> cancer treatments to clients who had paid thousands of dollars for anti-aging injections. Dude, this sounds like a fucking like Philip K. Dick novel. Well, the buckets of chum weren't the only <laughs> things that smelled fishy because Dazen Hazenhoff was actually con man Armand Chavez. Oh my oh god. My. There's so many twists and turns <laughs> to this story. This story's so fucked up, and I don't mean to make light of a woman's death, but this, this is just reading a murder story. I'm so sorry about the death of Girly Chew. 
but this is fucked so she, up. So she died. It wasn't just she disappeared, right? And then as always happens, they found like a tarp with blood and stuff on it, like underneath <laughs> oh an overpass. God. Because that's what you do with the person. They tested it and they found... Alien residue. Dazen's blood, or Armand's blood, but another person's blood they weren't expecting, who was named Shibu. Linda Henning. <laughs> Shibu. <laughs> And she met him at a seminar led by conspiracy theorist David Icke, who's the guy who believes oh, yeah. that... Uh, I the reptilian people. Reptilian is the the world is controlled by interdimensional pedophiliac, which is a weird tag on. <laughs> that the reptiles are also pedophiles. <laughs> oh Shape-shifting reptilians who also who include the British royal family, like uh, Queen Victoria. And uh, Prince Andrew. <laughs> the reptilians were coming to Earth. And when they did, she would be their queen. Anyways, uh, when they investigated, they found a, a mall ninja sword <laughs> hidden in the ceiling that he purchased on the day of her disappearance. This is fucking insane. Are you reading the plot of boy of like Men in Black? Like, is that <laughs> what this is? Like, are you just reading that? Because that's what accused it her, They like. found her DNA when they accused her. She said they would never find her because she had consumed all her flesh and her body and remains would never be recovered. <laughs> Look at these faces. Well, stop. <laughs> so she ate girly chew. Oh my god! There is. I thought that was girly chew. <laughs> she bit off more chew than she could chew. Oh, my god. oh for fuck's sake, James! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> anyway, in the end, they all went to jail. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, obviously, <laughs> avoiding the death penalty. But I should have hoped so. That is the story of the mysterious disappearance of girly chew, <laughs> read to you by the Girly Meg's crew. <laughs> Here's the story of a lovely lady. Yeah, this song was originally by the Laws. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was confused. It's originally by the Laws. This is a cover by Sixpence None the Richer. Josh knows his music. Yeah, I was like, I was like, fucking nerd. If this song sounds so much like the song by the Laws, and I was like, then what's the Laws song? And it is there she goes. They said in 2007, NME placed this song at number 45 in its list of 50 greatest indie anthems ever. But the Laws song, the Laws. No, version. no, the. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The you're Laws right, you're right, you're right, you're right. The Laws version is like that English sounding. There she goes. Yeah, yeah. It's gained a reputation for being about the use of heroin. Are they English? Yeah, of course they, they sound are. English. The Laws? Yeah, they got to yeah. be. Only one la, song. La, la. Only one hit song. Yeah. Uh, what's What segment are we doing first? This is the No Way Embarrassing Moments. Oh, we're jumping straight into me? <clears throat> yes, we is. Oh, hell yeah. Getting into the No Way Man <laughs> section of this Twist magazine. First thing I want to note about Twist is that this seems very PG-13. Um, there's some gross stories here, but definitely not as maybe raunchy as I'm used to with girly mags. Yeah, Twist is like the younger for younger audience. Yeah. Girly mags never is. We'll find some way to make this about getting finger banged, but <laughs> the magazine itself was intended for a younger audience. If there's a will, there's a way. Who could barely insert, say, a tampon, much less four digits. Wow. Ew, I hate That's the word disgusting. digits. Whoa. Digits is gross. I don't like when people say Ugh. that. All right. Well, <laughs> it was PG-13. Uh, the other thing is that their their rating system for this is called the blushometer or the blushometer. Yep. I want to say blushometer. Yeah, blushometer. 
but yeah, which blushing is like, what you blushing? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I picked two stories from this one. I skipped the one where the girl uh, goes to have dinner at her boyfriend's house and takes a dump and clogs the toilet and has to hide in the tub. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that like, one. Feel, the thing is, I just hit all the points of it right yeah. there. So. Yeah. What was your egg? What was your uh, exit plan? Like to hide in the tub and then no one would ever notice her ever again. <laughs> Well, based on she's just a very lumpy bath mat. Based on based on how she told the story, her exit plan was like surfing on a wave of shit out the fucking door. (laughs) She makes it sound like a volcano went off. Dude, that actually happened to us, and it wasn't me. It was my roommate. She clogged the toilet, and James had to go in and clean it up. I've blocked that. I blocked that out of my mind until right now. I do enjoy how every single fucking episode comes back to somebody with shit on them at some point. Like, See, that's the one I was trying to skip. I confused cleaning up that massive amount of shit in my apartment with what happened a couple weeks earlier where a random person on the street had a soft serve style diarrhea right up against a door. Josh. So the PG-13 stories that I chose to cover in this no way section. One of them I feel is relevant to present times, especially as we all live through screens right now. Mm-hmm. The flirting war, first of all, flirting war. The flirting war I had with this guy was totally out of control. We were always horsing around and making fun of each other. And everyone was like, just hook up already. Well, we finally did. In the middle of homecoming, we snuck off behind the school for our own game of tonsil hockey. <laughs> also, tonsil hockey? Yeah, I haven't we heard that at- phrase in like 20 years. <laughs> well, probably since the magazine came yeah, out. True. Uh, yeah. We were kissing like crazy when we heard this guy laughing. We spun around and the dork making our video yearbook was taping us. My crush ran after him to get the tape, but the jerk ran pretty fast. So our hookup was forever immortalized on tape which is a lot longer than our three-week relationship <laughs> lasted. Okay, first of all, that guy's a pervert. So, you don't expect kids in the <laughs> AV club to be able to run that fast. Maybe he missed his calling. I mean, you don't think that unless you've watched any high school or college film. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm positive and drive me crazy. There is someone videotaping someone making out. Yeah, but you uh, don't necessarily think they can seen run that fast. Movie. No. Uh, and then the other thing is everyone is... At this point, everyone tapes themselves doing goddamn everything. So is this embarrassing at all? Oh, yeah, that's true. Because back then, that would have been, like, kind of expensive. You have to have a camcorder. You have to have a fucking videotape. You got to carry that heavy-ass shit around around with you. I have. Although, let's be real. That dork with the video camera was probably, like, a middle-aged man who was in a car in the parking lot. (laughs) And he got away. He got away so fast, not because he was running, but because he was in a vehicle peeling out. I really, I'm really grossed out by public displays of affection. I don't even like kissing in private because God is watching. (laughs) (laughs) As a bartender, Josh, you must, I just remember when I used to bartend and people just, it's like somehow when you're a bartender, there's an invisible wall between you and the person. Like they assume that because they're turned slightly to the side that somehow you just can't see them anymore. And people would play tonsil hockey at the bar. I'm that's like, what. That's disgusting. That's what the individual use bathrooms are for. <laughs> I honestly don't really mind people making out at the bar. It just means they're having a good night. Nah, yeah, that's disgusting. Josh is I, that I dork. Support it. 
<laughs> I support it. I'm not looking. I'm doing my best to like keep water full or whatever, but like I'm not watching. Go to but a I, corner. I you're an adult. Perfection. It's disgusting. Like if you're going to make it with someone. A cute kiss or something. Go like... to the basement where all the, where every single bar is its bathrooms and make out in the hallway or in the bathroom. Like don't make it right in front of the bar. Especially now with coronavirus, you're going to be like, sir, oh, I need you yeah, to move no. six feet away from your date. Uh, but Honestly, like, you know what? If the only thing that you're doing in that bar is making out, that's fine. Because I literally was at the keg and some girl was giving a guy a hand job at the bar. So, okay. So I'm fine with public display- displays of affection. Just don't whip somebody's dick out where I'm eating steak. Just don't do it. Have you been to your favorite keg lately? You should, because you'll find that we're more than the great steakhouse. I feel like... By the time you get to the level of tonsil hockey, you should probably find a secondary location. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe like, you know, make out in the bathroom, then get in a cab and go somewhere. You have an apartment, don't you? You can <laughs> you full of swords. You're always making out in public when you're a teenager because you have no place else to go. That's true. You have it's, to yeah. constantly find places to get finger banged. I made I made out I made out with somebody in like a McDonald's playland once. Get yourself ready for a trip. As an adult? Yeah. As an yeah. adult? Yeah. Oh. In my 20s. It was a while ago, okay. but it was in my 20s, and sure. we fully made out. Like, not in the ball pit, but beside it. Okay. <laughs> I All fingered right. my I... high school girlfriend on some portables stairways. <laughs> portables are, if you're not from Canada or somewhere that has them, are like little trailers, basically. Yeah, they're that, trailers. They're, 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 when the school runs out of room, they stick you in a trailer, like uh, some kind <laughs> yeah. of... Like white trash education. <laughs> I went through three years of elementary school in a fucking trailer in the middle of the parking lot. So maybe I fingered my high school girlfriend on the stairs of your portable. <laughs> Imagine this is the origin story of girly mags. Yeah. <laughs> this is where Dee's obsession with all things kinky slash like yes. white trash murder related comes from. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the second story I wanted to read from this, which like I found just ridiculous. I was at a barbecue pool party with just about everyone in my grade, and we were having a great time. I was pretty full from eating hot dogs, chips, and soda all day, but I went back in the water anyway. While a few of us were playing tag, I came up for a breath of air and began choking on a mouthful of water. I couldn't stop gagging. And suddenly I lost it. I started throwing up and just couldn't stop. People were jumping out of the pool and screaming. I was horrified. But the worst part was watching my friend's dad fish barf out of the pool. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. Just Dude. like, imagine not being able to stop barfing. You're like, You're like a dog like every at the breath. beach. You're like the exorcist. Andrew brought her dog to the beach and he drank. she drank so much water that she just like puked in front of a family oh, yeah. having a nice day at the beach. Yeah, we were like, yeah. I, I used to have this dog and she would not stop going in the water. And yeah, basically what James said, she just like swallowed a whole bunch of water and then was like, ah! <laughs> like next thing 
next to this family that was like having a picnic and they were like trying to move their blanket away and she just fucking puked everywhere dude it was like human sized barf too it was so nasty I'm like I'm I'm so sorry and they were so grossed out and like moved their big their beach blanket like a 50 feet away from us oh man I, I'm just picture, like picturing a what how old is Danelle here she's 16 16 16 year old girl just standing in the middle of a pool crying because she can't understand like she's just shooting chicken wings (laughs) just cry barfing (laughs) and like and like I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you guys this has happened to me like maybe twice ever where you know you chug something really fast shockingly neither of these times was it beer but like you drink something real fast yeah and Mm -hmm. it, it bounces and and you throw up again but like have you ever thrown up so hard and so quickly that it comes out your nose and it's uh, cold. Yes, I hate that. No, it's the yeah. worst. Throwing up cold. <laughs> I was at Ronnie's once. Ronnie's is a bar in Toronto where regret comes from. And I like ended up getting the hiccups, and I just you know when you like when you have the hiccups, and then suddenly you can't stop swallowing air. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. And then I like, I couldn't stop swallowing air. And then eventually it just turned into a feeling like I was going to throw up. So I went into the bathroom at Ronnie's and I threw up and peed myself at the same time. <laughs> oh, no. Because I marked so hard. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Did you uh, throw out your pants in the bathroom? That's probably the least disgusting thing that's ever happened at Ronnie's, but. (laughs) I was, uh, there was a girl I really liked in front of, uh, in my uh, building. It was like a student residence, but it was in the city. It was like a big apartment building and we were out in the, we went to a party and then out in the steps we were hanging out afterwards and then we were talking and stuff. And then I just like, all of a sudden it's like, like my, my, uh, like everything bubbled up and I projectile vomited (laughs) all over the place. And I went, well. I think I'm going to call it a night. (laughs) (laughs) Still end up sleeping together. Still end up sleeping together. That's the only acceptable, like, backtracking out of that situation. Only acceptable one. (laughs) Just just like knowing when to call it counts for so much. That'll do it for me. (laughs) Yeah. I understand if you don't call me. (laughs) The only way out of this segment is if I puke on the floor right now. We're going to call it a segment. (laughs) If you're going to spew, spew into this. Do you remember? Do you remember? When we met that summer. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. That was the Summer Girl song by LFO, a.k.a. the Light Funky Ones, which I've never heard them referred to. Um, They had had pincushion chia hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they listen to pets. They had the amazing rhyme in that song. I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Finch. Chinese food makes me sick. (laughs) Great rhyme. And it was Fitch, James, not Finch. Oh, Fitch. (laughs) There's a million. uh, Are they still in business, Abercrombie and Fitch? I think so. It seems like they would have, like, like American Eagle would have, like, a brand that was so popular in the 90s, just no one wants to be associated with anymore. I think they're still popular among, like, I don't know popular kids douche douchebag i yeah. don't mind i Abercrombie? don't mind yeah I, that shit is american everywhere. eagle outfitter is great they have like jeans that fit me i am all on board with american american eagle this is leading into our segment which is the under pressure and this is basically the section of the magazine that talks about real life issues and the picture is a guy in 
what looks to be oversized Abercrombie and Fitch clothes. He kind of reminds me of Brad Pitt. <laughs> a very <laughs> ugly version of Brad Pitt staring at his girlfriend who's giving like a like a get me out of here look. This is talking about um, being pressured into sex when you're a teenager, which is obviously a huge thing. Uh, yeah. It says maybe your boyfriend is asking you to go further than you're comfortable with or your friends are hooking up with their dudes and you feel left out or you walked out of cruel intentions feeling like the last virgin on earth. The truth is pressure to have sex or to hook up comes from lots of different places, not just guys who won't take no for an answer. Read on for how to f- handle these tricky situations. Cruel intentions was based on a book, a French book that was, uh, what was that uh Dangerous liaisons. So it's like, it's an unrealistic depiction of like high school people as like sophisticated, like sexual. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing is like tricking people into having sex with you. But it was so, it was, it was like, that's not real. That's not how high school people are when it comes to sex. It's based on like French aristocrats. Is there any real depictions of high schoolers having sex? It's either like super romantic and like this huge buildup or it's like getting finger banged in the back of a car, which is more realistic. That's entirely realistic. (laughs) Hey, listen, as someone who is like halfway through binging Gossip Girl, I can tell you that this all sounds totally legit and realistic. Greece, (laughs) Greece, the scene where uh, Rizzo and uh, Kanicki have sex in the back of a car. It's all like awkward and like over in two seconds she gets pregnant. That's a pretty fucking realistic depiction of high school sex. And adult sex when it comes to me. I don't want no minute man. <laughs> but also, Greece, uh, like, you know, leaving out the fact that the t- that Rizzo and Kaniki looked 40, it was actually <laughs> pretty realistic. And that whole, like, pregnancy scare and, like, I actually have a very soft spot in my heart for Greece and... Uh, and I loved that whole like Rizzo to me was the most in, like the most interesting, important character in that in that film and in the musical for sure. Yeah. So they were talking in um, the magazine. They were like, there's one of the pressure producers. Your buds expect you to do it because they have. And this yeah. girl basically talks about how she didn't want to do it, but all of her friends were doing it just like everything in high school. And yeah. then she finally hooked up with this guy and she hated it because he had bad breath and slobbered. <laughs> but then after they did it she acted like it was great and then she realized that she had nothing in common with them so she started volunteering and met a cool group of girls who weren't sex obsessed yeah and then there was i mean go ahead sorry go out go ahead no let's allow andrea dispassionately break down (laughs) this entire article (laughs) in list form Well, and I then mean, what like... happened? And then what happened? Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want? She met some girls who weren't as sex obsessed, <laughs> and then she was happy. It's like a fucking fourth grade book report. <laughs> and then everything worked out. No, it's um. I mean, like, leaving virginity at the door because, like, I don't believe in it anyway. Um, I think it was just a label created to police bodies and we need to, like, move away from it. But it's, I mean, I get the, I get the conversation gearing towards girls because it's a girls, quote-unquote, girls magazine. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of understand it. But the thing that kind of really jumped out at me is that, like... 
we don't see a whole lot of genuine conversations about like boys being confused and boys not being ready for sex. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of something that kind of like, just, you know, of all the things that could have popped out at that, in that article for me, it was like the, why aren't we having conversations around like boys and and how we're conditioning boys to be around to, to like consider sex. Like it's constantly about women having the pressure. And like, we've gone through a couple of magazines where they discuss you know how like boys are just like you know boys can be can be confused and under pressure as well and we've come across that a little bit mm-hmm. but i mean the the there really needs to be a conversation around um like how toxic masculinity has created this culture that doesn't allow for men um for boys to uh like voice confusion and address their sexuality and do that in a way that's like thoughtful and nuanced and allows for you know like complexity right yeah. it's um and i and it's, i'm not saying that that doesn't happen for women obviously it overwhelmingly does for like young young girls and young women but like it's men need to be given like boys need to be given a place to be confused as well and that was kind of the thing that resonated with me yeah like what was your guys's experience boys need to be required to jerk off every morning before they <laughs> interact with any woman whatsoever <laughs> So they're not just like full of jizz all the time, like super horny. Like we just need a government system, big brother, watching you jerk off. Be like, did you jerk off today? I know you're gonna meet run into some young women today. You need to jerk off before you do that. Well, I mean, biologically speaking, like the whole idea of like boys being like walking boners when they're going through puberty isn't something that's like not a thing. Like, girls is boners know, too. Yeah, girls have boners too, man. Like that's a thing. Yeah, but the, the, it's not as endemic with women because they're not generally raping and murdering and doing terrible things the same way men seem to be yeah. on an al- well, what, alarming rate. What was your guys' experience in school? Like, as a girl, I I, I never felt pressured. Like, oh, I need to be having sex because other people are having sex. It was like, I want to have sex because I enjoy sex. But I never felt pressure to have sex in high school because no one wanted to have sex with me. It was a really easy solution. I really got the hint from every single woman my age I encountered that they were not interested at all. And I was like, okay, I'll be in the basement if you need me. Jacking it and then apologizing to Jesus afterwards. Every every time James talks about what it was like for him to grow up, I just want to hug him, which is bad because we're in a pandemic. I would go to my basement room, which had no windows, and I would Jesus lock myself down Christ. there in the pitch black darkness. Masturbating to Jesus. James, James, when you did that, were you drinking milk? In the dark? I'd get in trouble for drinking that much milk. Milk is expensive. <laughs> what was your experience josh in high school like the best way to go about it and the best way to say it is like i was mostly a single mom kid Mm. so i by that you mean you fucked a lot of single moms (laughs) (laughs) not yet No, fuck off. <laughs> there no, you go. Uh, you, just, you gotta tell him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, see, I get to do that because I'm the guest. I self-identified uh, yeah. as a single mom kid. <laughs> but uh, but no, I I feel like I maybe felt less pressure or was more reactive when a bunch of teen boys started talking about what they were going to do with whom. Yeah. I was I was always just kind of like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then any relationship I was ever in, I kind of 
worked with the person I was in the relationship with, um, which isn't to say I'm not some like ridiculous. I I was also like a teen boy that had a boner all the time. Like, let's not, let's not pretend I wasn't, but, uh, but you know, he's married to his high school girlfriend. And then the second, the second that you're dealing with another person, you're dealing with another person. And uh, I thought like, I, in retrospect, I'm lucky because I actually thought about the other person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, at the time, I was just some fucking loser who didn't know how to express any of that to I anybody. Think as much <laughs> as the fake braggadocio goes among teenage males, when they're actually in a relationship with a girl, that shit is like, it, they pretend it's all like, yeah, whatever. But like, actually in their relationship, in their early relationships that are serious, they're totally different people with those women yeah. and like it's sacrosanct and they're all like you know like puppy dogs yeah. and the problem is the fakeness of them outside of that relationship yeah that's the it's it's like how you appear to other people it's not like you're although true... you don't want the alternative where a guy acts like that in public you know you those couples in high school who are always like kissy kissy and like constantly like sitting on each other's laps that's also disgusting <laughs> But you don't want the opposite version of that where you're like pretending with guys. Yeah, I hate women. Like, oh, like, oh. But I think that like, I think, you know, going back to the article, it, that is very much about um, about kind of like being under pressure to have sex. I know that when I was growing up before, I've mentioned it up, like before on the show that like I was a very late bloomer. And part of it was because of the kind of pressure to have sex Mm. and I and when you have kind of that like relentless pressure um, it doesn't allow for an environment where anyone can make any kind of like an informed decision about who they are or like you know uh, what life they want to lead or what decisions they want to make for themselves that they're just constantly under pressure and it leads to like so many misunderstandings about like you know what's consent and like you know, what does it mean to like enter into a sexual relationship with somebody? And like, you know, what, you know, like, what are you allowed to ask for? And and like, you know, how, what are the rules around, you know, and what are the boundaries around like having a, like a relationship? So to hear some, for, to hear like Josh, to hear you say like, it was like a thing where we had a conversation about it or like, you know, you recognize that you were with another person that deserved you know, to have deserved to be a part of that kind of like conversation is actually like really great because I never got that. And well, it took me I, I it took me like a really long time. Like it, I remember being in my 20s before I understood sort of or I started to get a fuller understanding of what consent is. And for me, when I was younger, the reason why one of the reasons why I was maybe so kind of closed off to having sex as a teenager was because I thought that if you said yes, that meant you couldn't change your mind. And I didn't realize you could change your mind until I was in my 20s. And it was like, I was finally with somebody and they were just like, if you're not feeling it, I don't want to do it. And like, if that happens in the middle of it, then we just, we stop and we like, you know, figure things out and we have a conversation about it. And like that didn't happen to me until I was in my 20s so the you know the whole idea of being under pressure to have sex and under pressure to under pressure to like no longer be a quote-unquote virgin like that was something that was real for me and that really had like lasting effects on who I became as an adult in my 30s even you know well, and there's so many mixed signals like Josh was bringing up in this article. There's a gasoline like jeans ad and this girl's leaning over doing something in her car. I was going to say pumping gas. Pumping no, gas, he's, isn't she? He's pumping gas. Yeah. 
and he's like she's looking, in the front of the car yeah she's she in the front of the car gas. no he's We're pumping kind of, gas yeah and it, it's and like it's this, a euphemism for his penis yeah he's holding and the he's nozzle. like nice jeans and he's like looking at her butt and it's just like these mixed messages where it's like oh you know it's okay to be a virgin but then you see movies where their entire plot line is about losing your virginity Absolutely. that's like 90 percent of teen movies from the 90s right and American that, and Pie. Thing as well. That's another thing as well. Not Sorry, not to cut you off, but that's another thing as well is that you've got this kind of like virginity dichotomy that's very much like, you know, virginity is this badge of honor and it means you're worth more, but it's also a signifier that you're a fucking weirdo. And it's like that whole dichotomy is insane. Yeah. Destigmatize different types of sex. Like if you're into not ready for, you know, vaginal sex or any kind of sex, there are versions of of sex that will make you, you know, orgasm. Yeah. That uh, yeah. you can Have do sex. that are viable, that aren't, you know, if they're not stigmatized and you want to do them, but you don't want to go all the way. Those are possible that will get, make someone shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it kind of leads into, there's another small section here that's like talking about this girl that was sexually harassed at school. She was talking about basically, she was just wearing like normal clothes but she bloomed really early, which I experienced too. Like I got boobs when I was probably like, I already had like a pretty big bust by the time I was in like 12 or 13. And I saw how people treated me differently, not just men, but women too, which is like a mm-hmm. whole other conversation. Absolutely. Um, but she was basically saying that this guy, uh, said something like I would if I were a baseball player I'd knock those big ass titties out of the park that's literally what it says in the magazine that's yeah. a mixed metaphor so if bad. I was a baseball player I would <laughs> smack a pair of tits with a wooden bat 400 meters what so do you mean? if you were a if you were a baseball player, you would beat a woman with a bat? Yeah, like, I would hit man? their boobs with a bat so hard they would detach from her body <laughs> and fly for right. like 700 meters. That person guaranteed drinks milk. Yeah. That person does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the teacher basically said, you wear those tight sweaters every day. What do you expect? And oh, so fuck, she that was, I know, I just like, I just like screamed internally when I was reading this. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I don't want to be like, yeah, like, oh, it's, I wear tight sweaters because that's what fits me. And I don't well, want to be a what, shapeless void well, that was, who wears gigantic sweaters. Yeah, what are you going like, to wear, a muumu to school? Like, if you have giant tits, sorry, big, large, you know Breasts. what? Saying giant tits sounds weird. <laughs> better than saying if you have large breasts <laughs> that sounds creepier somehow that's a milk drinking voice if I've ever yeah, heard that's it. a milk drinker big breastesses if you have uh engorged breasts <laughs> then you're engorged. limited any sweater you wear that somehow fits you around the arms yeah and like upper chest and stomach is gonna be tight well that was the thing right so dress codes were a huge thing when i was in school and i was doing a little bit of research on it and they were talking about how like they did kind of a survey with teens and they were like if you go to say abercrombie and fitch you know or anywhere like that like a lot of those clothes just the way that they're made if you are a person that has bigger boobs or you're not like a, you know, size zero, they're made to be like form fitting. So it, like they yeah. say it's difficult for parents to actually even find clothes. Like there was a girl in uh, New Brunswick who was wearing like one of those kind of hippie dresses that's like long and flowy at the at the waist and has kind of like a tube toppy type dress and her bra straps were showing. And so she yeah. got suspended for a day and then like staged this walkout. <laughs> Can you imagine... Being like, this is the mechanism of like keeping my boobs from like 
bouncing up and down. I was on, I was overweight and riding a speedboat once. <laughs> and every time I went going. over a wave, we landed and my boobs just like hit gravity and just like banged painfully almost to my lower stomach. And it really made me appreciate that like bras aren't sexual items. They just keep you from suffering that if you have to do jumping jacks. Or even like I'm walk. sorry you I'm sorry that you were on a speedboat and almost gave yourself a black eye with your man boobs. Like, I apologize if that happened to you. I, my boobs were never I've never had like big boobs. But like even but, just a bit like the little give my pectorals have was Josh, so Josh painful. looks horrified. James has engorged breasts. We really need to destigmatize men wearing uh, whatever Seinfeld called, called them bros ears or whatever <laughs> but like really like just sports <laughs> bra on a speedboat it ruins the fun of a speedboat cause you're like whap 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 and every time your tits hit you in the dick <laughs> oh my god <laughs> tried to do that song at karaoke is so embarrassing featuring mariah another great rap song where a woman (laughs) makes like all the points in the song and the guy is just like no no in this song he actually makes like i was thinking of crazy in love where she talks about how crazy in love she is and all he does is say i'm awesome in this one it's actually on the storyline where he literally talks about like the things in the relationship okay have you guys jerry Jerry o'connell's in that video right yeah you guys have seen the video right it's just them going to a movie theater and mariah carey fighting herself in the bathroom whatever it's one of the well it's black haired mariah and brown haired mariah it's one yeah. of the Different most Mariah's. expensive videos ever produced. Two and a half what? billion dollars to go to a what? fucking That's, movie theater. There is no way two and a half million dollars is the most expensive music it video ever it's, produced. It says it's no. one of the most expensive ever made. Have you seen I thought Black that Godzilla Puffy video was the most expensive. We'll see here. I Did thought- you just say Godzilla video? Yeah, the Puffy Godzilla video. That's what I thought video. too. That came immediately to mind. Okay, it now right? brought- I thought. I thought- I thought like one of the most uh, expensive music videos made was Scream. It with, is. That that's was, number like, one. Michael, yeah, and and Michael. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's up there. Here, I'll give you guys the top 10. Also, happy birthday, Janet. It was just a couple days ago. Woo! By the time yeah. this airs, it'll be a Janet, week ago. We love whatever. you. Most expensive. So the most expensive videos ever made are Scream, Die Another mm-hmm. Day, Express Yourself in Bedtime Story by Madonna. All by Madonna. She yep. spends a lot of money on music videos. Uh, Estranged by Guns N' Roses. Oh. Black Those and white. Those pointy bras right. are expensive. What's the strange Guns N' Roses video? I don't remember. I don't know. It's the one where he's underground, walking around naked, shaking in the cave. Oh, shit. I literally yeah, have, I've so never seen that video. Uh, it's insane. Black or white, Michael Jackson, Make Me Like You by yeah. Gwen Stefani, which I don't. Oh, that was just a couple years ago. Uh, Cartoon Heroes by Aqua. 
Victory by Puff Daddy and Victory is the uh, the Godzilla one. Oh, okay. How the right, fuck okay. did Too Legit to Quit cost that much money? <laughs> it's just him dancing in <laughs> hammer pants. It was four point six Yo, million dollars. Dude, that's embezzling. Wow. That's total <laughs> fucking like yeah. This is the budget. You just hand it to his entourage of forty people. Yeah, like I think Funny of all thing. these other music videos with like boats and how much money cars? does it cost in fucking parachute pants to go oh <laughs> like across against a white screen? I feel like this is very very quickly going to turn into something where James rants about inflation. So I'm going to cut that off. But um. The funny thing about the Heartbreaker video is I went through like the longest time thinking that the that it wasn't Mariah fighting Mariah in the bathroom. It was Mariah fighting Alyssa Milano. Mariah Carey in a dark brown wig very much looks oh, like shit. Alyssa Milano. Yeah, I and I that. thought it was Alyssa Milano. I did I thought they had to like when you said it was worth like, you know, that it took like two and a half million dollars to make that video, I was like, were they paying Alyssa Milano? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe like we had to imagine peak Mariah fucking the fat kid by uh, Stand By Me. <laughs> oh, I love Jerry O'Connell. Me too. <laughs> he's not fucking peak Mariah, though. He's not only no. fucking her, he's fucking her over. He's like standing oh, her true. up. Jerry love, O'Connell. But also, James, James, has, James has a bit of a point because like I'm sitting there watching a video and I was just like, wait. Jerry O'Connell cheats on Mariah Carey. Exactly. <laughs> Tri- Trip McNeely. I mean, maybe I'd believe that... Uh, can't hardly wait. Trip James McNeely. O'Connell. Who's his yes, brother's Trip name McNeely. who looks exactly like him? Jerry and... Uh, what the fuck? Terry? Is no, Johnny? Chris? Chris O'Donnell? Who gives a shit? Is that his brother? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Chris Dave, O'Dowell. Ryan. Robin from Batman and Robin. Right, right, right. Anyways, guys, I got a question for you. What does institutionalized sexual harassment uh did it hurt when you fall fell from heaven and waiting to get your receptacle for an office mandated drug test have in common what they're all pickup lines <laughs> you're, you're such a fucking wow pick up pick up pick that's what you led the segment That's with. all I've got, <laughs> okay. and I've done enough work. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, I'm gone for this entire segment. Okay. Pick up okay. line. Okay. okay, take two. D, very yes. important question for you. What? Have you ever dated a Brian before? Yes. <laughs> hey, 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 Andrea. Huh? Very important question. Have you ever dated a Brian before? No, but I fucked one. Uh, it's not the answer I asked for at all. James, James, have you ever dated a Brian before? I have not fucked or made out with a Brian. Yeah, so that's three times I used it. Uh, it didn't really work. And that's one of the pickup lines that Twist I Magazine know. in 1999 says oh, was something people would actually use. It's like, hi, my name's Brian. You ever dated a Brian? That's Hello. a shitty line. That's a terrible and, line. And it's probably the best one of this It's like whole a shitty selection. version of like, do you have a little Irish in you? And then it's like, no. And it's like, well, would no. you like some? Oh, yeah, all of these. So there's this whole section in Twist. Which that's is basically like, saying you have a small dick. <laughs> but I guess it's lowering expectations. They're like, what's the worst pickup line you ever tried on a girl? And there's like, I don't know, six of them. And of it's just so you know, that Brian Pea one never worked. line. <laughs> James, read the Spanish ones. I like your uh, Spanish accent. I don't understand this. Uh, a saying this is going to be bad. <laughs> yes. no, There's I'm a saying in Spanish. A free apology. This sweater owner who's uh, 
and one earring. He has uh, gelled hair, one earring, and he's wearing a sweater with lines on it, like fucking Ross. <laughs> and he says, there's a line in Spanish. Su ojos son mon bonitos que lagos de Finlandia. Oh, it's not that bad. It means that wasn't that bad. Your eyes are more beautiful than all the lakes in Finland. Then he Why says, are Spanish people talking about Finland Finnish lakes? <laughs> I know. And uh, he's like, can you believe this one has worked? It's like, no, it hasn't. Stop lying, you fucking Hey, loser. the guy above him looks even more like Ross. <laughs> oh, true, he does. <laughs> he said, when he I actually see... actually does look like Tim Swimmer. There isn't one fucking pickup line of the bunch that wouldn't make me punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> okay. The other thing with pickup lines in general, and I have heard enough of them, is that not like people trying to pick me up, but me over here at the bar. Josh, you're, you're been a pickup artist, right? You've been party to some pretty bad dates, I imagine. Oh, so many bad dates. But the thing is, if you want to try and distill your entire personality into one <laughs> sentence, and you think that's what's going to put you over with another person. like It's not about distilling gonna... your personality. It's about getting a hook that gets them... Making up a f- clever line that gets them interested for line two, line three, line four. It's just, I feel yeah. like it's like a stand up bit. Like, why don't you just say hi? It's well, fucking it's, weird. It's like with Tinder, is Tinder the thing that people use? Yeah. Did I just say something stupid? No, Tinder, right? <laughs> yes. I've been single in <laughs> yes a very, yes. very long time. You're about to be. <laughs> that, like, it's all about, like, the first. <laughs> I looked that. up, I looked up bad pickup lines that were better than the ones in Twist. And here's one I found that reminded me of D. I like my coffee like I like my men, ground up and in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking lame. I- <laughs> oh, dude, if anybody comes up to me and says that, they're getting fucked. What does that yeah. But they mean nothing about who you are as a person. They just fucking like, it's just a waste of air. Like, I, I can look up a joke online. Here's one. Here's a girly mags one. Did you just fart? Because you blow me away. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I hear you. You're looking for a stud. Well, I've got the STD, and all I need is you. All right, that one's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, are you? That my, one's pretty good. Are you my appendix? Because you're fucking useless. <laughs> 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 Another girly mags one. Hey baby, I just shit my pants. Can I get in yours? <laughs> <laughs> I and guess my- it makes you laugh. That's when you get in. And my final one, girl, did it hurt when you fall from heaven? Because your face is all sorts of fucked up. One time. Baby, just tell me just how you feel. We living it and just giving it to you real. Baby, come on. Every time we cross on the borderline, we giving it to you, making you feel fine. Turn the heat up. Better believe we're going to shine. Make your body wine. Baby, the pleasure is all mine. To my people, who you regulating the dance floor. Better step to your business and handle yours. How we do it. Making your people just want to bounce and get busy because you know the Happy birthday, Janet. That was another music video that was one of the most expensive ever made. Remember it had all those weird liquid, like Y2K shit? Happy did you know that uh, the wardrobe malfunction is what gave birth to YouTube? And then Justin like totally sold her down the lake, I, being like, "Justice the Timberlake, for Janet." Being like, "Oh, it was a mistake." That they he said, "I'm gonna have you naked by the end of this song," and it ripped off. And it was totally planned. And it didn't even show yeah. her boob. It was a fucking like it nipple was her, tassel. Oh, it was her whole boob with like a weird 
like uh, there was a nipple tassel it, on it. No, there was, it was like a yeah, star there was like a, all I know. There was like a red hot chili peppers logo like nipple <laughs> tassel. Can we please can we please get off of this topic because it makes me sad and let's like all I want to say is about Jane talking Jackson about the red hot chili peppers makes you sad. <laughs> A, Sometimes do you feel like you don't have a partner? But Jane, Jesus Christ, shut up. <laughs> um, a, happy birthday, Janet. And B, I remember when I was younger and Janet's video for If came out and I tried to like for weeks, tried to learn the little dance routine, the choreographed dance that they have. Really? Oh, I had a great dance. Yeah. I got, some, I got so some news for you, D. I took the time and memorized that whole goddamn thing. Yay! For real. Josh just did it on his bed. I took a lot of time learning that. I've spent oh, I a lot of time so learning the run from the Red Hot Chili Peppers video under the bridge where he runs and crosses his arms across his chest, which is anyone who's a runner, like Josh knows, that's horrible form. Yes, it's true. We are on to the anyway. quiz. All right. We are on to the quiz section, which we always love. And uh, I will be giving Josh a quiz to find out if you're a diva. We've got I, Courtney I Love on here. I can't believe they didn't include Mariah. Like when I think of diva in the dictionary, that's oh my who God, I would I want the picture next to it. They included Brandy and Monica, which I fully endorse. Yep. They're both there, huh? Yeah. Anyway, um, let's face it. Hiding inside each and every one of us dwells a diva just waiting to be pampered. Discover your level of divaosity with this prima donna detecting quiz. From, I love this name, Ursula. The quiz yeah. is from a girl <laughs> named, from a person named Ursula Fahey. You poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> I love that name. I knew a girl in high school named Ursula and I had a big crush on her. So, okay. <laughs> So first question, you do most of your back to school shopping at stores like either Old Navy or Bloomingdale's. Old Navy, a great connection for adults, kids, and baby. Which store? I don't have an option for Hot Topic or something. This was written by like 40 year old mad men on like, you know, know. magazine row being like, who from like, you know, Wichita has Bloomingdale's. (laughs) But to be clear, this, so, so sorry, I should have prefaced the quiz with saying this is a very much choose your own adventure quiz. So would you go to Old Navy or Bloomingdale's for your back to school shopping spree? Old Navy's cheaper, poor kid. Old Navy. For sure. Okay. Also, Old Navy has a great plus size section and I True. can fit into it. So, yes, Old Navy. Great. Okay. Uh, next question. You have. True or false? Have you air kissed before? So the cheek kiss. The Does this count if it's if I'm dealing with a European? Because you can't get you can't get out of dealing with the European without an air kiss, but it would only question. I'll go I'll go true. I have true? air kissed because I okay. have. But I like have, okay. I was friends with specific circumstances. With entirely Filipino people in high school and they all air kissed and I didn't know the rules. So when someone came up to me to air kiss, I full on planted them on the cheek. <laughs> and it still bothers me to this day that I did that. Aw, James. <laughs> Um, okay, so you said true. So true. which which TV character are you most like? Phoebe from Charmed, played by Alyssa Milano, okay. or Felicity from Felicity, played by Carrie Russell? No, oh, Alyssa Milano. 100% yes. Alyssa Milano. I've never seen a whole episode of Charmed, but... No, 
Based on Alyssa Milano, always Alyssa Milano, always. Yes. Also, yeah. you don't need to watch Felicity because it's literally white people with problems, rich white people with problems. So yeah. you don't need to watch that. Like I said, Charming. already watching Gossip Girl, got enough of that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But no, Alyssa Milano is always the correct choice. And always I, the I right answer. Yeah. By the okay. way, kissing that girl on the cheek was the farthest I went with a girl that year. <laughs> and that girl hated me who I kissed on the cheek. <laughs> And one time uh, she asked her friends, what does James want to do with his life? I don't know how I came up with a conversation. And then my friend was like, I think he wants to be a comedian, which was, I didn't tell anyone. And uh, she said, I could see that. Like he goes up on stage and everyone laughs at him. <laughs> oh, James. To make you feel better, the, what grade were you in when that happened? Grade 11, 12. <laughs> The, fur the furthest I made it in grade 11 or 12 was A, discovering I had a clitoris, and B, <laughs> practice kissing my wall. I, <laughs> still have, I didn't discover the clitoris until I was like 27. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All and right. even now, it's just a fucking, fucking like gamble every time. Okay. So next question. You have uttered the, the word fabulous in and in every, I'm going to take that back and reread this question. Um, you have uttered the word fabulous in everyday conversation. True or false? False. Not false? a chance. Okay. All right. Not a fab. That was very, that was very honest. I utter it all the time, but <laughs> very, very honest. <laughs> I've been um, with the same woman for like 10 years and every sexual encounter, it's just a dice roll if I discover the clitoris. guys <laughs> fumble around down there searching for something. He's not lying. I'm not like putting Andrea. on like a fucking putting on the flashlight on my phone and just like going in there and like a headlamp strapping it to my head. Oh my god! If you have a headlamp, like you're due on an excavation, stare directly into the eye of Sauron, or you're or you're literally like on a ship like Christopher Columbus, problematically <laughs> discovering a land that never existed until they discovered it. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, so you said Speaking false. of what? I said speaking of eating, the next question. Eating? Yes. <laughs> um, how would you describe a buffet-style restaurant? Totally tacky or pig-out city? Pig-out city, of course. Yeah. Why would Boy. I go to a buffet-style restaurant unless I'm going to act like Homer and eat like a duck? Right around this time. Dump food into the me. president of the United States said in a grand jury... Eating ain't cheating. <laughs> oh, and the last thing was um, Olivia Gondak. It, it says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Olivia Gondak. I've never said that in my life to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. Ew. Honestly, I relate to Homer being kicked out of that all-you-can-eat seafood buffet because the number, of times, <laughs> the number of times I've gone to the Mandarin during crab leg season and been looked at in a judgmental way by putting crab legs on the same fucking plate that I put desserts is insane. <laughs> Can so, you imagine I agree. these weird saints of like men who came up with the term eating ain't cheating, where it's like, yeah, I'm like with a woman who I just met and I'm married, but all I do is go down on her all night, and it's like at the end of the day, it's like, hey, eating ain't cheating. Ew. I just ate her out all night for her pleasure. What a nice guy that person is. <laughs> Okay. We've moved on from looking for the clitoris to looking for the crab leg. Yeah. So catch up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the quiz. So. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I had okay. to vamp. 
<laughs> I didn't need to study for it or anything. I was sick. Okay, so you are the anti-diva. Sure. We see you hiding. You're a pretty modest girl and hate to be in the spotlight. You prefer to observe people from afar, and you're about as easygoing as they come. That that's sounds cool. like Josh. Yeah, that's cool. Everyone loves a sweetie pie, but really now, at the near at the next school dance, you can take a step away from the wall. It will hold itself up. Listen, if I'm going to a school dance, it's going to be as a chaperone, so I'm going to have to step away from the wall at some point. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were going to end up at a school dance, that would be problematic, but school chaperone makes more sense. <laughs> oh, and I'd definitely be like the cool chaperone, too, that yes. just like catches a kid with a flask and takes it away and drinks it myself and then <laughs> yeah. gives him the flask back empty. Can I say one thing about <laughs> school dances? We need to bring those back, and I can't believe nope. it hasn't happened. <laughs> like, like imagine a party for adults in which they play fun songs, but halfway through they play slow songs, and you pick someone James, that's in called the a bar to slow dance. <laughs> they don't play slow songs at bars. Imagine a bar, okay? You're at a bar for a dance night, and there's fun music playing, then they play a slow song, and you go up to approach someone like, can I have this dance? And you slow, you slow dance Use one of those pickup lines from earlier. Heaven. <laughs> but they have but they have things like that. They have queer prom yeah. that allows that allows like, you know, people that couldn't be queer at their own prom get to like relive a prom. You have people that are kind of like, you know, official dancers, so you can go up and ask them and they will they'll they'll always say yes. I like when I was at my like it wasn't so much when I was at my high school prom, but you know those like shitty little like gymnasium grade eight proms that you used to have going into high school and you'd get like you would have like you'd get confirmed and then you would have like a dance afterwards at the high school gym. I asked somebody, I finally got up the gumption to ask somebody for a dance and they laughed at me. Fucker. And I got a chance to relive, like I got a chance to like redo that not relive it i would have traumatized me even further <laughs> like i got a chance to go to like a gay a gay dance like a gay prom dance or a homecoming and like it was actually very healing for me oh, <laughs> i very much enjoyed it say like you're at you're, you're dancing the like november rain in 1992 and you're at a community dance and you guys slow dance and then all of a sudden the fast part comes on and you're like are we still okay it's fast part now and then you then the slow part comes back like are we still dancing no okay okay bye. yeah also i like went to i was at there was a high school dance that i went to that one of the songs they played was runaway train and everybody was very conflicted about why we would be dancing to runaway train oh, by i got dumped by a guy named cody with spiked gelled hair uh during a school dance and the song playing was derude by sandstorm and if you've ever wondered if that's a weird song to cry to it is <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Andrea. <laughs> he looked exactly like Reese from Malcolm in the Middle. So 702 used to be the area code for Reno, but I didn't know that. I, they it, changed it. Now it's Las Vegas. And Reno has it was area like code. they're from Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, and apparently, has that was anyone so successful ever come out from Reno, Nevada? <laughs> Me, dog. <laughs> like anyone. 
Where are the Queens of the Stone Ages from? It's where it's where uh, Fredo got shot in the head by uh, Michael on the boat. What? what? It was outside of Reno and Lake Tahoe, where. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, right. Where sure. Michael okay, sure. had his giant house and he shot Fredo in the back of the head. Yeah, you gotcha. know. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Gorly Megs featuring and Josh, Lindley, Thanks for having Josh. me, guys. Yep. I'm happy to be a last-minute addition anytime. And he has a fucking super cool podcast, so tell us more about it. Yeah, so uh, Beyond Bartender Atlas, where we have our global directory of bartenders. You know we have a bartender in Antarctica right now? Shut up. Amazing. Uh, they have a bar there? I it's, love knowing I've that. always yeah. looked into like moving to Antarctica because they will give you, like, <laughs> they'll pay you, like, like what wages should be for human beings. But, like, in Antarctica, they will, like, pay you what it's worth. And you can spend it all Wait. at the bar. What you're saying also, is the minimum wage in Antarctica is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is what the minimum wage should be in America when you're literally everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, so so we run the website and uh, every day we're posting little tiny bios about these bartenders all over the world. And then every two weeks, um, you guys are familiar with the two every two weeks podcast format. Yeah. Um, yeah. I interview a, a bartender or a bar owner or someone in the liquor industry, but rather than talking with them about running their bar or any sort of special cocktail that they've created, I really get into where they came from and what inspired them to get to be where they are. Right. Like so, when you talk to people who are bartenders, like me, I was a bartender for a long time in catering. Or Andrew, who was a bartender, <laughs> just like invite bartenders on. Shut who up, happen James. To be. <laughs> it's sort of like that, but like the most the most recent episode was a guy who has won uh, like a handful of awards because his bar in West London is amazing. And instead of talking with him about the bar, I mostly talked about comic books and his favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Was he in yeah. charge of Fuck a yeah. thousand different versions of wine for the Queen of England? Because I was. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell that story on like a podcast format. Just fine. <laughs> if only there was an environment in which I could tell that story in which I was in charge of all the wines for the Queen of England on a visit to Canada, but I don't okay, know Okay, this that. is not your time. Shut it's up. not your time, James. Shut up. <laughs> because it's never my time. <laughs> uh, where are your podcasts? You can find it like Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the usual spots. And then to find more information uh, at Bartender Atlas on all social media platforms. Sweet. And how many episodes have you done? Uh, this week, my 10th is coming out. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. You're yeah. like, a, you're. You're about to get into like the shitty preteen area, man, for your yeah, podcast. Yeah. When I was 10 years old, I found out Public Enemy existed. So like, I'm hoping for a good enough like equivalent in podcasts. When I was 10, I discovered I was attracted to ladies. <laughs> also important. I discovered the Eurythmics and Annie Lennox. <laughs> when Very I was important. 10, I realized my parents screaming at each other was gonna end in divorce. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Check out Josh's podcast, Bartender Atlas. When the fucking bar is finally reopened, that's going to be the first place I'm going to go and get wasted. The Atlas? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Also, thank you. Thank you for to all of our patrons. And uh, thank you for everybody that's a patron to the show. And we recently, uh, we did a couple of quizzes with some of our patrons and it went really, really well. So yeah, we thank everybody that's giving us money right now so that we can kind of like make our podcast during this time of uncertainty. You guys are all fucking awesome. We love you. Andrea, enjoy the embezzlement moment where Andrew's spending all his money on beads. (laughs) 
us out on Instagram, girly.mags, and send us your embarrassing teen pics and diaries to Girly Mags Yearbook, Absolutely. our new page. And uh, check us out on Patreon. We've got extra segments, mag scans, and uh, we'll give you a quiz, you know, if you want to yep. join that tier. Love you guys. Yep. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. 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 B